Welcome, everyone, to the Huntsman Knows How podcast. This is James Ridgway with Huntsman Communications. And joining me today to discuss polyurethane spray foam is Doug Brady, Chief Strategy Officer with Huntsman Building Solutions. Hello, Doug, and happy 2023. Happy New Year to you, James. Glad to be here. Can you kick us off, Doug, with just a broad overview of the insulation industry in general? Absolutely. So a lot of people are talking insulation right now between the Inflation Reduction Act and and the weather that we're experiencing, whether here or abroad, it's been top of mind for a lot of people. How can I make my home more energy efficient? And ultimately, the answer is insulation. Now, you can go and get the pink fiberglass fluffy stuff. You can get cellulose and get that sprayed in. Or you can go with one of the most energy efficient insulations out there, spray foam insulation. This started back in the, in the 60s and 70s is when spray foam insulation first kind of got started here in North America, uh, really looking at ways to use polyurethane foam to help seal and insulate buildings. And uh, along came the industry of, of the spray foam. So over the course of uh, 30 years, we've really developed a number of systems in the industry that can handle all sorts of needs whether you're down in the hot, humid climates of Florida or if you're up in the the cold of Canada, we have an insulation product that can sit there and work for your house and make sure it stays nice and toasty warm in the winter and nice and cool in the summer. So so you mentioned this, the development of this innovation goes back several decades now. How come I don't see this everywhere? You know, exactly. It's kind of a a new old product, if you will. Um, It's something that we've been working to get more mainstream Uh, when you look at insulation that people just aren't aware of. Uh, Ultimately, insulation is not that sexy. You know, when you go into buying a home, you look at the granite countertops, you look at the cabinets that you have, but historically, people didn't really worry about what's in their attic. Now, today, with energy awareness and energy efficiency and the climate being front of mind for a lot of buyers, people are very, very concerned in terms of how it's going to cost to operate that home. They're looking at energy bills. They're looking to see what the insulation is. So as you see the really the world become more energy conscious, you're looking for insulation that's going to provide more energy efficiency than, than what they've been used to. And how is Huntsman making a difference in, in that space? Huntsman got into the space wholeheartedly back in 2018 uh, with the acquisition of Demolac and then followed that up with an acquisition of Ison and Lapola in 2020, right before the, the pandemic, actually. And so out of that, they formed Huntsman Building Solutions, which has been just so much fun. This is the, the global leader in spray foam. Uh, we make more spray foam than anyone else out there. Uh, we're in Europe. We're producing product in Europe. We're in Asia. We're producing product in Asia for Asia. And, and of course, we're, we're producing here in North America as well both in Canada and the U.S. Again, a largely U.S. and, and, and North American-centric business because this is where it started. But our goal is to really take that product and take it globally uh, with our expertise in terms of how we go forward. So maybe you can tell us, you know, if, if someone was to go and research insulation, uh, specifically the spray foam insulation product, they're going to run into terms like open cell, closed cell, can you kind of run us through what, what we need to know to make informed decisions about this product? So there's two primary insulating products that we have out there for most homeowners. Uh, those are closed cell and open cell. And the closed cell product, it's two pounds per cubic foot. So it's really kind of hard. 
you know, if you knock on it, you'll feel it. If you sit there and push your thumb on it, your thumb won't go into the foam. Um, that uses a blowing agent. Uh, think like Freon, you know, something that's going to help keep the, keep the house cool and help prevent the heat from uh, exiting the house. We don't use Freon anymore now. That's all changed to HFO. So it's... Uh, we talked about that on our last podcast. Absolutely. Hydroflora olefins. Exactly. Exactly. We, we made the transition uh, uh, actually back in 2014. Um, Lapolo was the first company to use HFO in a commercial uh, spray foam. So a lot, of, a lot of legacy of innovation there. But the closed cell product in particular, it's designed to give a high um, energy efficiency in a very small space. So think in cold areas. So in Canada, we use a lot of closed cell. In the northern parts of the U.S., we use a lot of closed cell. In Scandinavia, we use a lot of closed cell products. Why? Because I can have a bigger thermal property in a smaller space. The building materials I need for the home can be smaller. Open cell is half a pound per cubic foot. So you get almost four times the volume of open cell for every set of material versus closed cell. However, it's also half the thermal properties. So you're not going to get as much thermal insulation for the, for the space that you're given. Uh, you see a lot of open cell utilized in warmer areas where you're looking for that air seal, but you don't need to have those cold winter nights where you have to have huge thermal properties that you're insulating. So we use a lot of open cell in Texas and Florida and Arizona. Now, we use, use those products kind of all over the board. Uh, if you look at the U.S., for instance, it's about 70% open cell in the, in the south, and then it's about 70% closed cell in the north. And it's a pretty even gradient between the two because you have a trade-off there as you get around Kansas City where I can build with a 2x4 construction and use closed cell and get the insulating values that I need to have versus a 2x6 construction and use open cell. So I save money using the closed cell, which tends to be a little bit more expensive by using smaller wood package in terms of what I'm building. So if we compared two average households, let's say here in the Houston area, um, the first uses traditional fiberglass and, and the other has our spray foam. From a homeowner's perspective, what will be noticeably different? Uh, when you sit there and look at spray foam versus fiberglass insulation package, um, the best thing I can say is you can feel it. When we talk to builders about installing these in their spec homes, my recommendation is do if they're not utilizing spray foam as a standard product, but as an option, I tell them do two spec homes, one with spray foam and one with traditional insulation package. Because when you walk into a spray foam home, you can kind of feel it is much tighter. It is, it is just a, it feels like it's a better put together home than what you have with a traditional package. And the reason why is twofold. First of all, spray foam acts like a glue. You're gluing everything together. So you are making uh, a stronger racking strength to the overall building. Uh, however, you're also, you're also doing an air seal on the home. I try to explain to people about air sealing. I can have a perfectly insulated home that loses no energy whatsoever through the walls and ceilings. If I leave the window open, it doesn't do me any good. And that's where you talk about air leakage. When you look at around your house, there are all sorts of cracks and crevices that sit there and you lose energy out of those particular areas, especially the attic. Now, when I use spray foam, spray foam expands and covers all those little nooks and crannies. So in addition to the insulation, you're also getting an air sealed home um, as you sit there and put that all together. I, I recognize that 
every scenario is going to be a little different. Let's let's take some common scenarios that might happen. You, you might have someone that's either shopping for a home or, or they're having a home built. You may have someone that's looking to upgrade. And, and then I, I do want to talk about uh, kind of a multi-year approach strategy, and, and we can hit on the tax credit there that's new this year. So could you walk us through some of those common scenarios that, that people deal with? Absolutely. So if you're looking at and you want to have spray foam in your home as you're getting build, talk to the builder. Talk to the builder early. There are some builders that don't offer those in their packages they have, but most custom builders or semi-custom builders out there will have some sort of spray foam package that they can put into, put into play. And there you're talking about putting the cost into a 30-year mortgage. So your, your actual incremental cost is going to be relatively minor in terms of how, as you're looking at it uh, year over year. And your energy savings is going to be so much more, it's really going to help pay for some of those additional, additional uh, expenses in, in the building. However, if you're in your home and, and you, know, you, don't, you have a great mortgage right now, you don't want to sit there and have to go on and, and get a 7% mortgage by moving, uh, today, in t- right now, is the best time ever to get spray foam insulation in your home because of the tax incentives that are out there. So with the IRA, with, with the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, there's a, the 25C tax credit. And it's, a, it's an energy efficient tax credit. So you can get it for multiple pieces. One of those is insulation. So if I go and, and spend money on energy efficiency, I can get 30% or $1,200, whichever is less, back on those things. But it's not limited to one year. So if I want to sit there and go and have my attic sprayed one year and then come back and have my crawl space sprayed the next year, I can get $1,200 back on each one of those applications. When, when you're doing your taxes, there's a place for you to get credit back. That's what we're saying? Correct. And it's a credit back. It's not a deduction. It's not like, okay, I take this off my, my income. It's, you know, whatever, whatever you're going to get back. If, you, if you're fortunate enough to get, you know, uh, uh, $1,000 back on your tax credit, you're going to get $2,200. And this is new, right? Uh, there's been a version of this around. Uh, so 25C has been around for a while, uh, but in terms of the levels that we're talking about and the fact that you can use it for multiple years across multiple properties. So if you have a, a cabin you know, out on a lake, you can go get that one done as well. So, you know, it, it's, it's a brand new to that, and this is the largest level. So in the past, it was 10% or $500, and now it's 30% or $1,200, which goes a lot farther in terms of being able to upgrade your energy efficiency in your home. And when did that start? Started January 1st, 2023. So that's brand new. It is brand new and it's funded for 10 years. Oh, wow. So that, that really does allow the opportunity to, to, as you said, over multiple years, spread that cost out. Correct. Correct. So if you want to do different parts of your house and if you, and it, it's not, again, it's, it's open to a lot of different energy efficiency pieces. So you do your insulation first, you do your, uh, your, your, basement or crawl space next. And then the next year you come back and get more energy efficient windows or doors. It's not limited to any one particular item to allow you to continue to improve your home and its energy efficiency. It kind of makes you think about how much potential savings is there. I understand that there's an upfront cost, but you know, again, if you know that you're going to be in your home. I mean, you got to look at the payback in terms of what's out there. And that's all going to depend on your energy costs today and, and, you know, what's where your energy costs are in terms of how much it costs, how much you run your HVAC, how much energy you're using uh, as a household. Um, Each of those pieces are going to really kind of play into what that payback looks like. But 
It's also about how do we utilize the energy that we have and utilize it more effectively. Because if, if, we don't have to, if we don't have to use the energy, we don't have to create the energy in order to you know, create the pollution that goes along with that. If we step back and consider the bigger picture, you know, how much potential does something like spray foam insulation have and, and getting us closer to a future of sustainable energy? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, we estimate about 40% of energy is consumed through buildings, whether those homes or businesses, so a lot of energy that we use, use today and every day in our lives is going to heat and cool our buildings. About half of that 40% is going to heat and cooling buildings. So if 20% of all the energy that we're creating is going towards that, and we can cut that in up to half with spray foam, then it's a huge savings for the overall economy. Billions of dollars out there annually for us to be able to sit there and reinvest in other opportunities, other areas to kind of continue to, to ensure uh, we get to that right level. I saw some factoids that we had that, that if every home in, in this country, in the U.S., um, had spray foam insulation, that the energy savings and the subsequent GHG emissions could equal somewhere around 39 million cars off the road, and, and that that also would equate to 33 billion in energy savings per year. And again, hard to wrap my head around, like those, those are big numbers. No, and that's what we're out there trying to do. And I, and I think that that's what, with the Inflation Reduction Act, that's where the government's trying to, to go. Um, they're trying to get us to understand the, the value of energy efficiency for the homeowner and, and how that's gonna drive dollars back into their pocketbook on a monthly basis. I mean, we saw huge, energy bills here in Texas uh, this summer. Uh, imagine having ha- those cut in half, uh, you know, and that they were, they, they, with the inflation that we've had, it's been very, very tough for a lot of families. And so if we can get better at building homes and building buildings and figuring out how to make them more energy efficient, we can sit there and really kind of transform people's lives in terms of how it's going. And it's not just here in the U.S., you know, this is, this is not a U.S. thing. In, in Europe right now, um, the green new wave is very real. Countries are looking at ways to improve the insulation of the buildings there to help their citizens use less energy. And, and right now, with everything that's going on with Russia and, and the, the scarcity of, of natural gas, it's become a very, very uh, critical issue in a lot of the European countries. There's also another interesting part of this on, on how the materials are sourced, am I right? Absolutely, our closed cell. Uh, our closed cell product from our Demilec legacy, we take plastic bottles and we transform them into spray foam. We literally take chips, melt them down, put that into our formulation, and then we're able to sit there and, and turn around and spray and turn that into to insulation. We estimate that we use about 4,500 plastic bottles in an average house when we spray it. Yeah, I, I saw um, a stat that, that we have here that Huntsman is upcycling somewhere equivalent to one and a half billion half liter bottles. So I, I hope that means business is good. Yes, business is very good. How, how long have you been doing this, Doug? So I've been in spray foam about 13 years now. What do you, what do you think the world looks like in 10, 20 years? If, if you know, spray foam insulation really takes off. So let me take you back 10, 20 years. So 
10, 20 years ago, if you were at the builder show, a large national builder show, uh, you were kind of an oddity as spray foam. You know, people were like, oh, what, you know, what do you do? Um, what's this, what's this foam stuff that you're doing? Why, why do you have a rig here? You know, and, and people didn't, builders didn't know what it was. 10 years ago, they knew what spray foam, they're like, oh, you're those spray foam guys. Now, when I talk to builders, I have in-depth conversations about my product. Oh, it does this. Well, how does that compare to this? So the builders are becoming more and more aware of what the product is. Now, when we look across the builder landscape, we, we do really, really well with the custom builders. We do fairly well with the, with the semi-custom builders. But really, as we go into the production builders, the big guys, um, the DR Hortons, the Meritages, the, the, the Lennars, uh, the Taylor Morrisons. These are the guys that are out there building, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100,000 homes a year. Those are the people now that are becoming interested in spray foam. And again, there's actually tax incentives out there for them to build more energy efficient homes too. I was going to ask if, if that tax credit we talked about earlier was only for the individual versus a home builder. Do, do they have a way of... There is. Yeah, so it's called 45L. So the 45L tax credit uh, incentivizes builders to build uh, homes in accordance with Energy Star or Net Zero Ready. It's $2,500 or $5,000, depending on what level you're looking to achieve. This is real money that's available for the builders to go and figure out how to incorporate these uh, aspects. Meritage, who's a top, who's a top uh, 10 builder in the U.S., uh, they adopted spray foam 10 years ago. They were the early adopter. And they're just about across all of the top 10 builders, there are areas or, or divisions that are utilizing some spray foam, and they're becoming more and more interested in how they can leverage it. So when I look at 10, 20 years in the future, I see a lot more of the everyday homes, your entry-level homes, your production-level homes, I see more spray foam being utilized there, becoming much more mainstream than it is today. You mentioned earlier that we're, we're the global leader in, in spray foam insulation. What makes us special? What are we doing that, that earned us that spot? We're the global leader in manufacturing spray foam, largely because of the direction that Huntsman wants to take us. I mean, we acquired Demolek, we acquired Icing Lapola. They were two of the top five spray foam manufacturers to begin with. And we were acquired by a global chemical company. First off, you have to understand that as you go from country to country, there are different requirements for the spray foam. So that makes it a little bit more difficult. There's different certifications you have to get to. So it makes it a little more difficult for a smaller blending house that does spray foam to be able to go and globalize itself. Okay. So that's, that's the first kind of barrier that's there. The second challenge is it's not very efficient to start shipping this product all over the world. It does have an expiration date. It is that you have to use it with a certain time in order to get the best performance out of it. So by being owned by Huntsman, we're able to actually produce product in Germany. We produce product in the UK. And those formulations, while taking the technology that we have from North America and the 150 plus years of experience that we have in spray foam, we can tailor those formulas for those particular areas and put them in place. Additionally, our companies were the companies that started the spray foam uh, experience in the U.S. and in Canada. 
we worked with contractors to get them up and running. We, we have the tech service people, the knowledge, the understanding of how to get a con to, to bring a contractor into the business and understand how to be profitable. So we're looking to go out there and help create jobs. We're looking to go out there and help to, to build the industry and build the infrastructure in China, in Japan, in Europe. Initial infrastructure is there, but to get it to the level we need to go, it's going to take that investment and, and having that kind of foresight and be able to invest in the local areas. And how do we maintain that momentum going forward? Well, I continue to innovate. And again, it's, it's so exciting here being part of Huntsman. Um, Huntsman it has, just has a plethora of, of technology for us to be able to use. And so that's what we're looking to leverage is proprietary technologies that Huntsman has that we can put into our spray foams to ensure that we have the best spray foam out there for our customers. It's going to have the best yield. It's going to have the best insulating factors, and it's going to perform the best compared to our competitors. And, and that's, that's what our promise to our contractors at, at Huntsman Building Solutions is, is to make sure that they have the most innovative product that's out there. We got anything in like a secret lab you want to you wanna tell nothing, anybody? Nothing I can share now, James. <laughs> Make it like the new Samsung release. This year, this insulation, it warms your house for you. Uh, <laughs> so, Doug, if I'm interested, uh, if, if our listeners are interested in spray foam insulation, how do they go about getting it? So we sell our, our product to contractors. Uh, we don't sell directly to the homeowner or the end user. We sell it to contractors who go out. They're, they're going to come out and look at your home. Um, if you if you have insulation in there to begin with, like in your attic, um, they're going to sit there and pull that insulation out, and then they're going to come and they're going to spray up the insulation, and then they're they're going to be out of the you're going to be out of the home for about a day, about 24 hours. Let all the material cure, and then you're going to come back in and you're going to be able to enjoy that product uh, for the life of the home. Really? Okay. I'm an amateur drummer. Would my, my wife like any sound dampening qualities it might have? Absolutely. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is, uh, we have, I have friends that, uh, that built a home from the ground up and they incorporated spray foam in it and they made sure that they had open, they had the open cell foam. You want to use open cell foam for sound ending. They had the open cell foam in between the, the first floor and the second floor and between the kids' rooms just to make sure they didn't have to hear it when they were growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know if it actually had that quality, but uh, it, just imagining it, it would seem like it would dampen uh, something there. Well, Doug, I, I, I want to thank you for, for joining today. I mean, it was a really insightful conversation. And, and we want to invite anyone listening, if you have questions or you want to know more about the material solutions discussed today, you can send those to Huntsman Knows How at Huntsman.com. Thank you all for tuning in.